0: Do you feel like our marriage is too stubborn to fail? Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins, and we got our co-host in the building, the lovely Tanisha Perkins. How you feeling yeah. today? We are actually recording at our first pop-up shop. So, you know, we got merchandise here. Um, we got everything: the, the new shirt, just showing the new shirt out today that we just dropped. Really excited about that. Um, thank you all for pre-ordering their shirts. Those are in the mail, um, so you should expect them within the week. Um, other than that, um, the trip up here was pretty smooth. Um, and that's really important to note because my wife gets anxiety in the car. So the fact that you know she she basically had a smooth ride and, and no no nausea no no upset stomach or nothing like that. So you know it's a blessing for us to be able to make a smooth trip and um, get here super early still. So I mean we got. Still got time to kill, so we'll be recording. Um, got a, uh, a few good topics to discuss today. Um, the one that I wanted to start off with: um, Do you feel like our marriage is too stubborn to feel? Yeah, <laughs> and you know you gotta speak up, cause you got. Yes, yeah, sir. So talk. Um, what, in in your words, what would you think makes our marriage too stubborn to fix?
1: Is cool. uh-huh. and I don't know it's who we are both of us are difficult we all call uh-huh. with any uh-huh. issues that may arise we, we always communicate uh-huh. and just,
0: I would agree with that. Um, And just to piggyback off of what you were saying, as far as like our marriage, um, we've never really had any, any like real rough patches to say, Um, you know, no marriage is perfect, um, but I feel as though we have everything in house and we are equipped to handle, you know, any trials or tribulations that we, would have. Now, with that being said, we haven't had a lot to overcome, Um, but the things that we have had so far, I
1: think we've handled them
0: pretty well. Um, And a lot of that, I think, is a testament to um, our communication. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, what I mean by communication is, you know, if we do have any any problems or feel some kind of way? Um, you know, we might have our moments where we need to step away and and cool down, but we always come back together and and discuss what it was that made us feel some type of way, and that's important. it's, it's important for many ways, um, but I like the fact that it, we don't really let things fester. Because they can, small things can turn into big things um, And I'm really thankful to have a wife that understands my, my level I guess I could say my calmness Because um, I, I think sometimes I'm so calm and laid back That it could appear that I don't care And I don't ever want to come off as that and I think so far that you have been very understanding of how I operate.
1: Yeah, but you don't get excited about anything except the
0: <laughs> <Interesting>. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, she got me there. Uh, but like I said, I do I am thankful that you, you know, allow me to operate in my space and not have to become something we've never had a true argument um, never called you out of your name you never called me out of mine um, always have had a respectful relationship um, never put our hands on each other um, just all around I would say just a good relationship um, what, what are some of the things that you would want to see get better out of our
1: we definitely want to increase the date nights. We definitely want to increase the date nights. Um, right now we have dedicated at least one night a month. You know, it's the two of us to go out on a date. So I would definitely say increasing the date nights will be mm-hmm. available. We can go on two I like that.
0: Um, Other than dating, um, is it anything else that you would like to see? uh, Not a change, but an upgrade. Is it any? Is it any aspect of our relationship that you would like to upgrade? (laughs) Ooh, that was a low blow, (laughs) y'all. I just sat up here and said that we were so respectful. And she's going to come out of her mouth with with the drive. Now, in my defense, we already have established that you have anxiety. So So my form of driving is not that of someone who likes to go slow. Now, I don't feel like I drive fast. I just drive. I just drive. I don't necessarily pay attention to a speed limit. Um, But I don't speed I don't, speed. Exactly. I, don't <laughs> I don't feel as though that I speed I always get us there safely We never We've never had an accident Ever Um, But yeah uh, I guess I can be more Mindful of that But it just it, That's something that's just like I, I'm on cruise control I'm behind the wheel we nine times out of ten we got some good music on, so it's just like a whole vibe in the car. But, you know, that this is the thing about communication. Your mate tells you something to work on, it's worth looking into. Even if you don't feel as though it's something that you have a problem with, you still feelings can't be wrong. Opinions can't be wrong. Um, they are they are what they are. They're valid, they're valid. And not on they should not only be valid to the person who's feeling that way, but you're made as well. Um it's a two-way street and we have not we would not have made it as far as we have without that level of communication. Um, and that leads me and that's a perfect segue into the next topic. Um we're coming up on five years. Five years of marriage. Um, we've been together for a while, but officially on paper, you know, in front of God and, and a bunch of our family members. Uh, we're coming up on five years, July 29th, 2022. So um, we plan on celebrating that. Um, how does how does that feel to know that we we're coming up on? Uh, what I would say is basically our, our first big milestone together. How does that feel?
1: I'm looking forward to my 50th wedding anniversary.
0: Yeah, baby steps. <laughs> baby steps.
1: It's good to reach this milestone. Definitely going to see us. Maybe in about 10 years or so, we're doing our vines.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Me too. Uh, I would I didn't I never thought you know growing up in my in my goals in my vision of what my life would look like as an adult male I did I never I would be lying if I said that I envisioned myself being married with children um, but those both are very true um not only are we married but we have three kids um and I'm loving it. It's definitely something that, uh, like I said, it's not something that I had as a childhood goal, but I'm really loving and um, stepping into my role as not only a loving and providing husband, um, but also a father. Um, I feel as though that I need to do better um, with our sons. Um, as far as spending time with them, but I don't think that you can say anything bad about me with, with Layla. <laughs> and y'all, excuse my eye. I got I got a sty going on, on on my right eye, so if you see me rubbing it, that's what's going on. Cause uh, that's why I got the shades on because uh, you know got to keep the got to keep the brand of the brand. You know, some stuff in
1: the field where you get hundred percent transparency. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: transparency. Um, But if there's any areas that I feel that I really need to work on and grow on, it is being a father to our son. A better father to our son. As far as being um, more available, even though I am available, but just just continuing to extend that olive branch to let um, our sons know that hey, I know you might not want to talk to me, but um, I did. It's not hurting, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, whether it be just letting, letting them know that I am somebody that they can talk to, and this is a pivotal part of their lives, especially. Our middle child, Jordan, where this is that period where, you know, he's all He's a good kid, but this is that crucial period where he needs to learn how to be a man the right way. Because um, I know I, there is a certain aspect of um, letting them learn through what they see, and I think. The way that I treat you. Hopefully he's picking up on how I treat his mom and his sister. Um, but I have to go deeper into explaining why I do um, And those conversations are going to have to be forced initially. Um, just get him out of his room and, you know, just talk to him. Or maybe I just need to meet him in his room um, a few times to get him more comfortable, you know, with with me again. Because we once had a great relationship. Not that our relationship is terrible, but y'all know teenagers will be teenagers. They don't want to talk to their parents. Um, but we have to, as parents, force that. Um, especially for kids who are more reserved, like our little child is. Um, you know, our oldest son, he's, to be, he's a very extroverted. Um, never had a problem with making friends. I never. <laughs> And and a certified ladies man on top of all of that. Um, (laughs) I think when I met him at eight, he had a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, But we feel as though, well, I can't speak for you, but I know for me, becoming more of a a hands-on father is one of my goals for, you know, parenting. Do you have any goals that you can think of um, that you would like to implement or work on as far as
1: Creating that time, you know, for family time, just to do for things like I mentioned to so you this week. We I want us to make sure we, we go on vacation each year as a family, those type of things. I like definitely want us to kind of you know work on doing more and incorporate family vacations because you know the memories is what's gonna last right. um also um, looking forward to more one-on-one uh, mommy-daughter games, especially
0: once she gets a little older and we're able to, like, go and get our nails done and get our hair done and oh, stuff. Uh, little tea parties and party parties. Right? All the stuff that you dreamed about before she got here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not quite. Um, those are all valid points. Um, you know, and working working on becoming I mean, more of a parent should be more of a forefront in our lives. Um, but when it's all said and done, what would you like the kids? What type of memories would you like for the kids to have? With
1: you? Um, just of me being there and being a and natural. and for them to just always feel that no matter what, no matter where they are, no matter how old they are, they can always come.
0: And I think um, I could share that. Um, I always want my kids to feel as though they can call on me. Um, Not necessarily for money, but, you know, for support, for a conversation, um, for, you know, just to talk. Just just a general, you know, conversation. Um, I want them to feel, I want them to know that I love them, you know, because it's one thing to tell somebody. No, it's a completely different thing to actually know when somebody cares about you, um, and I definitely want to work on that. I'm going to work on that, and you know we're going to be we're going to have a better relationship with our kids. Because, of it. Um, hey, um, moving on to baby girl, I know we talked about her a little bit. So uh, we have a two year old that will be three soon. Um, and she is coming of age as to where she's getting a little personality. She has her little sassy walk, she, uh, you know, has her uh, temper tantrums like any other um toddler. But I see her growing each day. Uh, uh, she's not talking yet, um, but she is starting to come around. We have her in speech therapy, um, working on that, and um, I can. I'm starting to see her like mature and just get smarter by the day. What are some of the things that you are seeing from her that you, that you like? I like
1: seeing her in the independence, uh-huh. you know. Especially once we took down the big right. gate. She's all over the house. Yes. Climbing up and down the stairs, <laughs> yeah. opening up every door, going from every looking crayon, either. She can go. So, you know, I do like that independence. I want to be know, But it's tedious. Layout. Like I didn't have to constantly. Yeah, put back in I did have her independence. I'm looking forward to party training and being fully party training. So, uh, that's something I'm looking forward to taking place this year. I um, uh, just don't call home this year. She was Very
0: loving. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, I think some of my favorite things to watch her do, um, like I said, just her growth. Um, seeing her with the game that we just downloaded on the iPad, I love seeing her solve those puzzles and and hear at least hear the words, you know, because some of that stuff she's not giving on a daily basis. Um, but you know, just to see her become that loving child because she was made out of love. Like, she's always been around love. So, it's, it, I think it's going to come natural to her. Um, she also got a little fight in it. <laughs> but, um But I think, you know, like I said, it's going to come natural to her. And I do appreciate the fact that she's getting older. She, and, you know... From all the advice that I get from people who have had kids, they say that these moments not only matter, but they matter, but we won't remember the bad things or the things that we don't necessarily love. We won't remember those five, ten years from now. I don't know how necessarily true that is because that sleep thing got me. I, uh, this is the, the the loss of sleep is probably the biggest the biggest deterrent for not having any more kids. Um, did, wh- what would you say that is for you? Wh- what's that? Well, let me not speak for you.
1: Do you want any more kids at this point? And wh- <laughs> <laughs> what has
0: our toddler? Uh
1: done to solidify the <laughs> 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 I can't necessarily put it all on me. And, um, I am a woman of age now, so, you know, I'm a little bit You know, it's in my mid-thirties, you yeah. yeah. i mean, I'm older, so, you know, I just don't see me getting ready to reset that clock again. But,
0: you know. No complications with the pregnancy or anything. She just... Stating the fact that she don't want kids anymore. And I second that um, But like I said uh, This is our third one This Layla is our third kid um, And you know we love her um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's necessarily that we don't Have any more love to give But children are Time-heating <laughs> yeah, They are expensive But time I think that's probably the most important thing to be to be a uh, active parent um, that's in the household. You need to spend time with your kids, and I never want to be in a situation where I don't have time. Uh, With that being said, if you keep having more kids, um, you know that time just well. You know it, it it comes down to an income thing too. Um, right now, we both have full-time jobs along with businesses, so juggling everything else is where it comes. It, it can get a little tricky, but you know we're figuring that out, and we are working toward a plan to get us both off of out of corporate America. Um, but for now, we we're making it work, um, and just enjoying it. You know, taking time out to watch the growth of our kids is crazy. Especially our middle child, um, Jordan. Uh, he got a deep voice now. Uh, you know he hit that puberty uh, kind of. To him. he always has been to himself to an extent, but I think he has been introverted. But um, I think even more so now, um, and maybe COVID had a lot to do with that. With you know him going that long stretch with being by himself, he became even more comfortable as opposed to before he would come downstairs and, and watch TV with us. So he would, um, you know, just, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just being a teenager and, and like I said, being in, being in this room, um, definitely got to pry him out of there more. Uh, but then we come to, you know, we got an adult, Mario, um, He has always been a respectful child to us. Um, He's always marched to the beat of his own (laughs) drum. Like and um, just to see him start to blossom into a man, it's up to me to give him those tips and tricks on how to successfully be a man. Um, You know, a lot of that is him again, watching how I treat his mom and his daughter and handle the household, but now that he's an adult and no longer in our household, um, I, it's he has, I have to bring it more to him, you know, have more of those conversations, call him. Now, he does hit me up when he has a new project coming out, um, you know, and I think that that's cool that he's comfortable to reach out to me on his own, on any level, because, you know, um, but He is, I feel like he's starting to realize um, what the real world looks like. And, you know, um, realizing that he needs to come up with a plan, which I'm ecstatic about. Uh, You know, a lot of times you don't do stuff until you're ready. And it looks like he's right on the cusp of becoming ready. And our biggest um, prayer is that he gets there before something stops him. um overall I know I didn't really give you a chance to talk about either one of the boys but what is your overview of um, you know the state of our sons um you know their their growth and maturity.
1: what, what do you see right now yeah, um, I'd say, do you know <laughs> I
0: think we need to do a better job of introducing those things. Like, if since we know he likes that, we need to find out how to get him. To- outside of the house. Um, uh, I know one time we did play around with, um, some kind of computer camp that was local, but, you know, that was the whole COVID thing. Maybe we, maybe we can get him back into that, um, this summer and see, see where that goes. Cause he's brilliant. He just got all A's for the first time in a while. Um, not because of anything other than effort. He's always, all of our kids are very smart. Let me say that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's an effort thing um, with him. And, um, so we talked about our middle middle child, but what, in your words, um, are your thoughts about the growth and maturity of our oldest son, I think he's still finding his way.
1: To abide in working, it's going to let him see that. it's this may have to be all this for the rest
0: my main thing for our oldest is that I want him to one, be happy. Um, and two, I want whatever he decides to do to take it seriously. Um, even if it is, um, the rap career, if you want to do that, then I suggest you fully commit to it because I have half, a halftime rapper, you know, or a part-time rapper, um, is not going to cut it. A part-time anything, you know, um, Whatever you decide to do, I want him to be happy doing it. And I also want him to, um, you know, take it seriously. Those are my moments. Like you said, we, uh, as parents, you always want, you have a vision for how you want your kid's lives to turn out. But it's completely up to them how it turns out. Um, Like you said, all we can do is provide them with those tools. And and let the chips fall where they may, you know, and and just be there for support and advice and love. Um, Is I I would say I do uh, appreciate, like I said, the fact that he is starting to realize that maybe maybe a job isn't for me, um, not to say that there's anything wrong with a job, specifically, but those starter the, those starter jobs that, you know, um, kind of dead end, not making much money, not having much time for your family, things that actually um, are important to you. Um, I think he's starting to see that, like, he, just to piggyback off of what you said, and he's just on the cusp, and like I said, I just pray that he gets over that and, and finds, you know, something that he can actually commit to um, without, because life is going to happen. So, it's advantageous to find something that you can, that keeps him out of trouble, you know, because I mean, as a youth, it's nothing, it's a whole lot of trouble that, that's out there for the youth, especially when you don't have, um, a navigation system, if you will. Um, and, you know, that's where we come in, both, neither one of us have ever been in any serious trouble, especially as, you know, responsible adults, so, um, we're showing him through our actions one way, but I also think that, I mean, we, we're also telling you, we, we we tell him all the time what we what he should do. Um but you know, as a as a young man, you, you just have to find that path on your own and, and just in hopefully in his mind he replays all of those instances where we do remind him of where he could be, where he should be. Um and just go from there. Um, man, three kids. All of them are
1: completely different.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure my parents out there can can uh, attest to that but yeah they're just completely different um, 19 year old 15 year old and a soon to be 3 year old who might feel as though she's an only child <laughs> but she's not um, I, I look forward to seeing their growth um, into little people and you know, adults and responsible, productive citizens, um, you know, and to be able to go and celebrate them. That's what I, that's what I want That's what, the thing that they kind of robbed of so far with our sons. They didn't participate in any extracurricular things. So we didn't have, we didn't have the, um, opportunity to go to a game and celebrate them and, and see them win at anything. Um Look, we did get the opportunity to go to
1: Honor We
0: did, we did, Because like I said, we do have smart children. Um but we are sports fans. Let's not <laughs> let's not uh sugarcoat that.
1: Um, Look, I'll take <laughs> academics over <laughs> athletics anyway.
0: Yes, yes. And nobody is refuting <laughs> that. Uh, nobody is refuting that. I went you and I both went to college. We both, you know, are, are um, high school graduates first. Before that, um, so we do know the value of education and hitting the books. But we're sports fans too, so uh, we still got we, we still got Jordan uh, that we could work on. It's his freshman year. You never know. Maybe he get maybe he gets a bug this uh, summer. To I don't care if it's the chess club. You know, a coding club, something. Give me something. Give me something. Um, and then, you know, who knows what Layla? Um, and she's she's looking like she's going to have possibly an, an athletic build, um, and she's very smart. So, um, at this point, the sky's the limit. So, I'm, I'm interested to see how how she's going to go. What, what what course she's gonna take as far as you know, is she gonna be both? Um well of course ideally I would want her to be you know, a student happily but we just gotta let her make
1: that decision like we, we did with our other children.
0: Um and the weird part about that is that Amarion loves but not organized. <laughs> <laughs> Street ball king. <laughs> um, which was why it was so frustrating to see him not go that avenue in school because you always saw him with a ball in his hand after school. So, you know, maybe a street ball was life for him. Um, but it's cool. Um, that's all I really had for today. Um, as a too stubborn to fail moment for today, did you have anything in mind or did you want me to go? Well, to be determined, we'll
1: see how today goes.
0: Well, we have one TPD. Um, we'll be coming back to you guys. Like I said, we are um, in, a, in a basically a kiosk in the mall. So um, the customers are starting to get here, so it's time to put on our... our Professional faces and make some money. Um, but we will be back after these commercials. Now, I already know what you're thinking. Where can I get the merch? I'm glad you asked. You can find it at Too Stubborn to Fail That's Too Stubborn to Fail All right. Now, let's get back to the show. And we're back. Um, Welcome back to the Two step in the Fail podcast. Now that you've had a brief word from our sponsors, um, we can. I want to get into accountability partners. Like, what would you say is the benefit of having someone that holds you accountable on a day to day, or weekly, or even a monthly basis? I think the benefit is that it
1: makes you actually follow through. Especially when there are times and instances where, you know, there are days that you just may not feel like doing something. So by having those accountability partners in place, like it's going to make you go ahead and get it done for the extra mile. So, for instance, um, I actually have um, a couple of accountability partners. Uh, me and two of my other girlfriends are in the accountability group that we started. And um, one of them, she and I, we work out together so you know as far as our fitness goals and working out we're holding each other accountable so maybe days where we might not feel like going to the gym or working out but then when the one calls the other and it's like okay you ready well let's go ahead and do this even though it might not feel like going to the gym because you're working all day it's like okay we said we're going to do this if the day is here let me just go ahead and something you set out to do about accomplishing that and you're, going and you're going to feel good overall because you've gotten that great workout in so you know you're one step closer to your people's goals so I think it's very important to have your accountability partners. Now um, as far as the that I'm being with um, <laughs> my girlfriends and our accountability good, we hold each other accountable in terms of um, our life goals so each week that we have for that week, and we let um, everyone knows what our goals are for the week. And every Friday we'll meet and we'll discuss whether or not we met those goals that we set for the week. And if you didn't you meet your goals that you set for that week, then you have to cash out um, both of the other people five dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a little penalty for you yeah, yeah, yeah. not completing your goals. So that's a yeah, <laughs> yes yeah.
0: And I the thing that I like about accountability partners, and I just want to kind of break down the word, like literally somebody who's there to hold you accountable. Like you said, during those times where you just don't feel like it. And also along with that push comes motivation from not on not necessarily somebody getting on you. Um, To do a certain task, but motivating you by getting stuff done themselves. Like it it can often lead to, you know, having much more success. Just seeing somebody who you see as a peer who values your work, um, you know, go to that next level, all it does is push you and makes you want to do something because you don't want to be, nobody wants to be the weakest link. So, you know, it always comes back to kind of, not really competition, but like I said, inspiration. Um, we, we're not in competition with one another. We're pushing one another to get better. And if you don't have those people in your life, that's when you can feel stuck because you, you know, you, you end up comparing yourself as opposed to just going out and making something happen. You know, um, I love having accountability partners. In you know, a part of that for me was first changing the circle um, to get around like-minded people, which we've discussed in previous episodes. But once you get around those like-minded people, are they holding you accountable? Or is it just a photo op? You know, because um, you can say anything, but actions speak louder than words. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times, I mean, one of my accountability groups is just like, no
1: excuses
0: are tolerated. Like, really, is it's it's a culture that has been built that says there are no like excuses aren't even an option. Basically, it's why aren't you doing X? You know, and then whatever you whatever answer you give is not good enough because it's an excuse at the end of the day. Because a lot of the times we are in our own, head, you know, a lot of things that I start, um, the anxiety and the fear that I have for starting them is just in my head. At the end of the day, it's never as bad as you actually think it is. Um, which, you know, you end up just getting into it and figuring out, Oh, this wasn't so bad. Why? What took me so long? You know? Um, A lot of that, that that can bring you to another point of, you know, being in your own head. Um, We are our biggest critic. We are our biggest hater, in a sense. Because once we realize that there is nothing that we can't accomplish, if we just truly believe in ourselves and just get started, um, that's when things start moving. Because a lot of, you, you just need to get started, like, that is, it sounds simple. It is simple, um, easier said than done, but really it's all about getting started. Um, I know specifically just talking about my weight loss journey, um, that first two to three months was a critical time
1: period for me.
0: Um, one, I don't think that I've ever, I know that I haven't ever since, I would say consistently worked out for more than a six-month period. So for me, it was very important to at least surpass that six-month and also pay attention to the uh, success that I I saw because of, you know, the the progression. So once I hit that six-month period in my head, I automatically know that I can do it. It's not a thought anymore. It's not like, oh, is something going to happen? It's like... My belief level shot up and then I went from six months to a year. And now a year is turning into uh, almost two years of consistent working out. And the only break, and you can attest to this, the only break that I've had was when I was down for coke for a week or two. And even then I was trying to get back, you know, sooner. So, um, like I said, it, it increases your, your belief level and, you know, it makes you... I can't even I can't even fully explain it. It's just something that you have to go through. It's part of the journey that you have to go through and, and discovering that you can do whatever it is that for some reason you got in your head, you can't. You actually can. But if you think that you can't, you're also right. Right. <laughs> that is funny. You you can't your pain, you're right. Yeah, it's funny how the mind works. Um, you know, we can trick ourselves into uh, Another instance is, uh, you know, being here at this pop-up shop. Like, we haven't had any real business yet, but we're still being productive in, you know, filming the podcast. Uh, even though, we, you know, we're here. We got to be here until 8, so we might as well make it productive, you know, because we could just be here. Uh, it ain't even whatever time it is. uh Nobody's coming this way. Let me move my – no, it's it's us – Using the cars that we are dealt and, and making the most out of it, basically.
1: Um, and that's, that's what being it means to me. Yep. It's about, you know, regardless of what obstacles may come in the way, it's about that perseverance in the face of the you're well, right, right.
0: Um, because focusing, nothing good comes from focusing on your problems. I don't care what it is. It is. It comes down to this: is this is our situation? These are our circumstances. What yeah. what, are these, what can we do to fix it? What can we do to get out of this rut, or at least start the conversation, or get the ball rolling? Because, like I said, the only thing that really matters is getting started.
1: Because
0: <laughs> the belief, like I said, the belief level is different. Is different once you once you realize that it's not as bad as you thought. And nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten, you were right. It's not as bad as you thought. But for some reason, it's a voice that plays in us that tells us initially that we can't do something. And I don't know exactly when that happens because when that, that, that switch is flipped. Because our daughter doesn't. She believes she can do anything. And, you know, as some, I don't ever want to kill that. Um, I mean, obviously I want her to stay safe and, and, and practical in a sense, but I never want to kill her dream, um, in that, that, uh, adventurous quality that she, that all kids have in the beginning, but maybe parents end up killing it. Maybe experiences, uh, without context end up killing it, um. But I just want her to keep that spirit that she has to an extent. Um, because you need, you almost have to have a childlike belief in a sense, you know, making sure that, Hey, I can, I can do whatever I want to do, but it's about making that decision to do so. Um, like I said, we, we're here. Um, We've had, you know, some great conversation with a few people. Um, no, nobody has bought anything yet, but that's okay because there are not only are we, you know, dealing with our current circumstances. We also have goals that aren't necessarily monetary, monetary goals. Um, I was able to get some extra footage from someone who came up and agreed and we could possibly get a a episode out of him, um. Shout out to the brother Diverse um, from St. Louis. Um, hopefully we can we can collaborate and, and get on a get him on the podcast in the future. Um, but that is the kind of things that don't happen if you go into a negative
1: mindset. Um or if you don't show up at
0: all. Yeah, or if you don't show up at all. Because we could have
1: Within the circumstances yeah. You must network, right,
0: and your network can get you a lot Right, right, um, and like I said, we have we have a set list of goals that we wanted to hit today, and all of them are still Obtainable um, But in the meantime, we're making the most out of the time that we do have, um, and you know, we'll see what happens. Now another word from our sponsors. Uh huh. I switched sides on you. Why you ain't go to the site yet? TooStubbornToFail.com dot com. That's TooStubbornToFail.com dot com.
1: Go check it out. All right.
0: Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. Um, we were having an interesting conversation just now about comfort zone, um, and sometimes you may not even realize that something is uncomfortable for you <laughs> uh prime example uh is my wife on here sounding like Minnie mouse <laughs> on the podcast y'all ain't been able to hear one answer she said this whole time and we're talking on the same mic and no it's not closer to me it's in the middle um so that has everything to do with comfort um as a matter of fact, if you all go back to the first episode, <laughs> if you go back to the first episode, I'm I'm timid myself on there. Um, and the only thing is, I've actually been in every episode, each every every each and every episode out of the twenty. So I've been able to like build that muscle consistently, and that seems to be the difference. Because my wife is still, like I said. On the low side, and you know, I need my co-host to catch up, mustard. Okay, more transparency. I think I
1: just have to get comfortable being in front of
0: the camera. That's fair. That's go. fair. That's that's hundred percent what it is.
1: Am talking loud enough
0: now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but you know, it's all. That's what it is all about. Is is you know, the more you do something, the more comfortable you get. In that, within that, and I say that, but and I know that because for one, this time last year, I would, I wasn't thinking about a podcast, and then if I was thinking about a podcast, I wasn't associating it with me having a
1: podcast
0: for a multitude of reasons. But the first one being that this wasn't my life. Uh, being comfortable in front of the camera, uh, being comfortable with public speaking. That is something that uh, I traditionally struggled with. So when we all had that time to reflect over the pandemic and sit down, this is one of the things that um, I realized was a, a weak point for me. Um, and I decided to just go ahead and attack it. And there's nothing more public than putting your videos on YouTube. <laughs> okay, <fucking wild. laughs> no matter what they look like. So, um... Initially, when I got started, that was my main focus is, uh, and it's still a focus of mine to get better with each and every episode. Um, can you say that you, uh, you know, uh, watching the episodes on a weekly basis, what have you seen, uh, as far as my growth, um, in this podcasting space?
1: much more comfortable. It's, you definitely have gotten much more comfortable in front the camera. <laughs> um your interview questions I know come to you a lot more naturally now since so we have done it before to yeah. the point where I know initially, you were know, writing down questions now you probably don't even have It to was a struggle. You. So, <laughs> you know, like you said that's
0: And we are a lot stronger um, than we realize. Um, I know. I never thought that I would be a host of a show on uh, any level, um, but now that I'm in it, I actually love it. And the more that I do it, the better I get at it. The better I get at it, the better the show becomes. The better, just everything. When the bag, is, the bag is different. The conversation is different. Everything. Is it, it gets better. It, it's a muscle, basically. I mean, in this sense, not literally, but, you know, metaphorically speaking, you know, it's strengthening muscle over time. And, you know, as a co-host, you'll come along. It, it's my uh, fault I'll that come you... i over
1: here laughing on the inside if you're talking about white sounding like...
0: <laughs> <this>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing, is I, I also want my authenticity um to come out more in the episode and that we don't get there until there's a comfort. There. Right, right. Um because you know initially you go back and watch our, our, our earlier episodes, we both look terrified. We sound terrified, um but you know confidence releases a lot of things. It unlocks a lot of doors. Um and the more confident you are the better. Um
1: how tight is this shot?
0: about right under right under the uh, logo, you know it, I think it's flattering. <laughs> I think it's flattering. We finally got you at a good angle. Um, and that again comes with repetition. Um, before our sponsors, we um, had a few less than desirable shots, but we finally, we finally rigged it up. In a literally a two stubborn affair. I wish I could see this two stubborn affair setup that we got. Um but one is it, it's being held up with one of these. Let <laughs> just to make a long story yeah. short. Um but yeah, that's just the that is literally the the epitome of what I want to accomplish with the brand um going forward. It's just I want everyone to be able to resonate with Too Stubborn to Fail on a personal level. Because I feel as though everybody has a story about overcoming adversity. Everybody has a story about being scared, doing it ugly, Um, getting out of your own way. It's so many inspirational testimonies um, that people are waiting to talk about. And I think it's my job to to talk to. Um, And I'm interested to see your growth uh, in this space. Because it's not, like you said, it's not in your wheelhouse. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And once you and I get comfortable, I think the show will go to another level. Where we can show our authenticity
1: together. Um,
0: And, you know, it's just a part of just... We got to get these episodes out. Um, you know, we still... This is this is episode 21. Um, I can't wait to episode 100. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of growth in between now. So, I'm just interested to see, one, what that looks like. And basically, like, how much growth... It's, it's going to be a lot of growth in between now and episode one. Um, like I said... The bag will be different, so the conversation will be different. And now another word from my sponsors. Now, I already know what you're thinking. Where can I get the merch? I'm glad you asked. You can find it at toostubborntofail.com. That's toostubborntofail.com. All right. Now, let's get back to it. All right. As we wrap up the podcast today, um, what do you have any? Closing remarks, any ideas, any anything you want, like last minute things that you want to add to this amazing
1: episode. <laughs> As we uh
0: sit here at two thirty-five. Still plenty of time left, but have yet to actually sell any merchandise, which is fine. Um, You know, that every day can't be a winner. Um, Not a loss. Definitely um, haven't hit our goals yet, Um, but it's still time for that. Um, You know, we did learn a lot about today as far as location. Um, We learned that this is a very nice mall. Foot traffic is really good here, so that wasn't the issue. Just, um, you know, getting more experience. Um, I'm sure being in a different location would have met it slightly different results, um, but we won't know that until you know, the next time. Um, as far as uh, too stubborn to fail moments go, this is definitely <laughs> one of them. Being still remaining positive, um, still focusing on the the positive things that came out of today. One, quality time with my wife, which is always good. Um, two, uh, just getting some experience as a vendor because we've never really done um, Didn't really know what to expect or what to uh, realistically think would be outcome but now that we're here we know what's the what um, so just being here not being discouraged um, even planning on coming back at some point so it's definitely not a loss um, I consider it a learning experience and you know got a, got a few extra subscribers today so you know like I said it's definitely not a lost cause. This has been another amazing episode of the Two Stuff in the Field podcast. Um, before we get out of here, let the people know where they can find you. And we also going to work on her volume. Because I, I think her her batteries are dead. That's what it is. Um, but, no, you weren't. You're you, you still talking low. I think it's just because the camera is on. But it's good. We're going to work with it. It's not. It's not. Y'all know it ain't. <laughs> but, um, make sure y'all like, comment, and subscribe. Um, we do appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Um, This has been another amazing episode of the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins, and I am Too Stubborn to Fail.